And let me say good morning to Ruth Hartunian Allenbaugh, who not only is going to sing for you this morning, she's going to play for you this morning. She brought this big old keyboard, which is sitting over there across the control board from me. Ruth, good morning. Nice to have you in here. You'll be back again tonight at 5.05 with Ravings and Cravings. But what's the concept you see for what we're doing this morning? So, uh, we, first of all, I want to say we have some major number in common so you've been doing radio for, is it 54 years now? Well, 54 here, yeah. 54 here. That's how long I've been playing the piano. So, uh, yeah, you know, you do something long enough and, you know, it means something. So I brought this lovely piano, which actually was granted me from the Leo and Rose Peugeot Trust. They provided the funds for me to purchase this thing so I could take the show on the road and share the gift of music because music is something I think that that needs to be shared. So I brought in once I brought I could bring in a ton of music. I could be here for hours. I would be happy if you close the door and let me sit here for five hours. I'd be happy. But uh, one song in particular is my mom's favorite, and I've been playing it since I've been I was eighteen. So well, before you get to that, yeah. for the vast North American listening audience, yes. this is not exactly a Steinway grand piano you brought in. No. For the musical minds out there, specifically, I see Yamaha in there. Mm-hmm. But what do you what do you call this? Are there eighty eight keys? Yep, this is a full keyboard. It's a it's a it's a Yamaha P one fifteen. It's not a big like fancy schmancy tons of sounds and stuff, but I picked it because I like instruments that do what I tell them to do. So when I play, I want whatever I have here in my hands to transfer to the piano. And and to me, that's what breathes life into the music. So that's uh, that's what I have is a Yamaha P115. And you said that you got the keyboard from the Pagio Trust, which has done some great things yep. for this community. Mm-hmm. So you could share the music with the community. Well, mm-hmm. you're doing that today, but how mm-hmm. else do you share your music with the community using this keyboard. Mm-hmm. Well, I've I've played at a number of different events. Whether it was like, remember when Ernie and Anita used to do this, uh, the reenactment of the Titanic. So I was playing the Titanic songs, the things that would have been played during the ship going down. You know, abide with me, and um, of course, my heart will go on. You know, all those things. I've played at the Garden on the Bridge for various things. I did a community holiday sing along right before COVID in the Bellingham Auditorium, which was an awesomely fun event. And I've brought it to the Senior Center before they had their own piano and played and did music with them there. Um, and that's a different kind of music. So my credentials are in music therapy. And music therapy is different than music education. And it's different than performance all right let's have some music therapy this morning what's (laughs) what's mom's favorite song so mom's favorite song is called my tribute and it is kind of showy so i'll play something a little more simple later if we have time but it it gives an idea of kind of it it's kind of concerto like in its arrangement and like i said i've been playing it since i've been 18 however i would say that i don't play it the same at this age as I did when I was 18. Because I think life experiences, they make us different people. And so when I was playing at 18, it was technical, I got the notes right. Maybe there were some dynamics, but I think now it's it's a lot different here at the age of 62. 
So here we go. Song number one from Ruth. All right, here we go. And actually, I want to. I am not used to playing the piano up so high, so this is kind of going to be interesting. And I'm going to record it on my phone too, so uh, I could actually, <laughs> you know, so I can use it for for later kind of things. So here we go.
Wow, do you get warm fuzzies playing that for mom? Oh my gosh, you should, uh, I just, things go through my head while I'm playing, and I almost feel like crying sometimes. Today I didn't. <laughs> was it mom that got you into the keyboard in the first place? So, <clears throat> it was both my parents. My dad was at a flea market, and actually at 95 plus, he still goes to that same flea market. It's called Seven Mile Fair in Racine, Wisconsin, where you know I grew up in Milwaukee, in the Milwaukee area little electric piano that was like an organy thing is about is that two feet am i showing you is that what two feet two and a half feet two and a half so he brought that home and that was the point of entry <laughs> and my sister and i fought about it and eventually he thought you know it'd be a good investment and you know me and my dad came here from another country with nothing and to think of buying a piano I think that was that was a major thing, and the fact that that piano still exists and my niece uses it and she gives lessons on it, you know, it's just some the the music just gives it's from generation to generation. So that was the point of entry with that little electric thing, and then he bought a Somer, which was the name of the piano, and it was a beautiful. It's a great piano. He didn't even know what he was doing probably, but it did what I wanted it to do. Like I'm telling you, like this instrument that I'm playing today. And, and that was the start. But I'll tell you, I spent my first three years like not practicing or doing anything because I had such a good ear that I could hear something and I could just play it. And then my teacher would be like, oh, Ruth, I can tell that you practiced a lot this week. And I'd be like, <clears throat> nope, did not practice. Did you get all. that ear or the DNA? Did you get it from mom? I think I, think I did get it. It, it was I, my mom played the trumpet in band, which was strained for someone in that time. And, and she had TB, which is very interesting, too, because she had a collapsed lung. And there she is playing a trumpet. Uh, I, my dad says he plays three instruments. He plays, and this will show you the era. He plays records, because remember what those were? vinyl Ruth I have a turntable over here I, right we got here. it there plays you go. 33 and a third plays 45 rpm go. and right now you can't even see it because it's buried under all my sports script here <laughs> so, so he played the record it's there if we need it. well look at look, you ever notice what's behind me here oh and um, thousands of 45 rpms and, and hundreds of albums I see cassettes too so he played yeah. the cassettes there's a cassette player player do you have here a, that do you have an A-track? doesn't work but it's there it's it, it looks good though do you have an eight track player too no all right. Well, we've never had an eight track. Got to draw the here. line somewhere. So that was no. his musical ability. But uh, once I finally figured out that I loved music, I could not be unglued from the bench. So what have you got for us now? Well, I was just gonna play a, uh, you know, because it is Martin Luther King, whatever. And you played another song. I'll just play "It's a Wonderful World," and. I don't know if I want to sing it, but I think it would be. I'm if people out there want to sing. Actually, if you sang with me, I would. I would do it. No, that would turn the radios off. <laughs> <laughs> they would hear me singing, and they go, "Nah, I'm not going to listen to this anymore." Well, no. And so this will be. This so you're not sure if you're going to sing. Are you going to like decide that when you start the song? I, and we'll see how the spirit moves me today. You know, we'll see. But um, yeah, let's go ahead and do this song. Let me do an intro so people know it's time to come in. Thank you. 
Tunian Alambaugh joining us this morning playing the Louis Armstrong classic Wonderful World from a book of songs titled The Movie Fake Book. Why is it called that? It's a it's called and that is a great question. That's a great question. It's it's a fake book because all the music I have is the vocal line, the part that we're singing, the part I'm singing. That's all I have. And then I have symbols that tell me the names of the chords and when they change at certain times and it's up to me to make something up to go with it so all i have is this this is all i have in the book and then i add my stuff Song written by Bob Thiel and George David Weiss, first recorded by Louis Armstrong and released in 67 as a single. In April 68, it topped the pop chart in the United Kingdom but performed poorly in the USA because Larry Newton, the president of ABC Records, disliked the song and refused to promote it. And then in 65, uh, later on, uh, Louis got the break in the USA and, of course, it became a big hit. All right, Ruth's got her keyboard here today. Has anybody here seen my old friend Abraham? Can you tell me where he's gone? He freed a lot of people, but it seems the good die young. But I just looked around and he's gone. Has anybody here seen my old friend John? Can you tell me where he's gone? He freed a lot of people, but it seems the good die young. But I just looked around and he's gone. Has anybody here seen my old friend Martin? Can you tell me where he's gone? He freed a lot of people, but it seems the good die young. But I just looked around and he's gone. Didn't you love the things they stood for didn't they try to find some good for you and me and we'll be free 
it's gonna be one day has anybody here seen my good friend bobby can you tell me where he's gone i thought i saw him walking over the hill with abraham and martin and john with abraham Martin and John. That's Ruth Hartooni and Allenbaugh, who will be on the radio tonight at 5.05 with our weekly Ravings and Cravings mm-hmm. program. But uh, we had this program booked a month or so ago, and I don't know if it was done intentionally to be on Martin Luther King holiday or not, but we were talking during the last week about what songs that she should play. And I'm the one that came up with the idea for Abraham, Martin, and John, which is so timely. That was so good, Ruth. Great job by you. But give the backstory on that. That was not a song (laughs) you were prepared to play. You had to learn it. No, I just, uh, you introduced it, I think, oh, you gave me two days, Wayne. (laughs) Gee, thanks. Uh, And I I listened to Dion singing his version. And, you know, everybody does their own version. And then I thought, I have to to understand what I'm singing, too, because I think, you know, you can sing words. But knowing what you're singing, you're like, who is Abraham? Who is Martin? Who is John? What is the context? To me, it's like all those questions. So thank you for broadening my musical horizons, because I, I, learn, I learn a lot from the people around me. I learn a lot from my students. I learn a lot. So. Oh, that was really well done. And how many songs do you think you know? And that could include with sheet music. Uh, we talking thousands? Oh, I'm sure. Even more. And actually, I... I spend a lot of time with international students, and I, bl- I love the fact that music cuts across language lines because I have a YouTube channel, it's my name, and there are little clips of people singing in Hindi and maybe people singing in other languages. And when we were in the midst of COVID, you know, I was still trying to give piano lessons online, and I did a recital. And I was still able to pull it off during COVID. So one of the years during the Christmas season was I called it Countdown to Christmas. It's on my YouTube channel too. Every day I posted one of my students' visual recordings of them performing or doing whatever. And it was like from December 1st to the 25th. So I could still do music then. And even before COVID, when I was playing, say, uh, a great pipe organ at a local church, I was thinking about the fact that so many people are older and they can't make it out to like all these special events and that they love the traditional carols of the season. So I recorded like two dozen carols with the pipe organ and included the lyrics in the YouTube entry so that people who were at home could still could still sing and enjoy and enjoy music. To me Music is something that I try to make accessible to people. And so whether I'm working in a psychiatric hospital or giving lessons or doing whatever with music, there are lots of music is so versatile, you know. We all became experts at Zoom during the pandemic. But are you it sounds what you're saying that it didn't really work Zoom for piano lessons. You know, it's. It did not work well for young children who I was teaching. So kids who were like eh, five or six or under, you know, they need a body. They need someone to touch them. They need someone to show them things. They're, 
they're already looking at screens when they're going to school, you know, during COVID when all the shoes, schools shut down. So those younger were not so great. But for older, like I have a laptop and I would be putting it down by my feet and I'd make sure I wear fun socks because I'm trying to teach someone how to learn to paddle from a remote location, you know. So uh, these are the things that we do. I'm like, accessible, how can I do this, you know? So you've got this great book that we referred to earlier today, mm-hmm. and she was kind of letting me make requests. Well, the <laughs> book's got, I must be a thousand songs, and it's called The Movie Fake Book, but mm-hmm. it's got real songs in it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, top of my head, I said, what do you got about the Beatles? And she threw the book at me, and I said, well, and so I, I found... threw the book. <laughs> I, well, she passed the book to me. But I, I, I found some Beatle titles in there, too. But as I was thumbing through it, I found a couple of kind of cute ones that I thought might be kind of fun. Mm -hmm. And one of them that got my attention was on the Good Ship Lollipop. Mm -hmm. You want to present that for us? Okay. Are you going to sing with me this time, though? Well, I need the lyrics for that one. Well, Google it. (laughs) You can do it. And I'll do an intro. And during the intro, then you'll find the lyrics. No pressure, Wayne. But I mean, I don't like singing alone. You know, it's more fun. Well, maybe you heard me sing. You will want to sing alone. Well, I I think I've only, in my whole life, I've really met two people who really can't carry a tune. And my theory is if if birds can sing and their brains are much smaller than ours, so are their hearts. Bruce got it right. So can we. I'm a bird brain, all right. (laughs) All right, fire away with the good ship lollipop. Let's see. What's a good intro? What key am I in? Good ship, ship. Lollipop. lollipop. It's a sweet trip, trip to the candy shop where bonbons play on the sunny beach in Peppermint Bay. Lemonade stands everywhere, Cracker Jack bands fill the air, and there you are, happy landing on a chocolate bar. She's a sugar bowl to the Tootsie Roll and a big bad devil's food cake. If you eat too much, ooh, ooh, you'll awake with a tummy ache on the good ship. Lollipop, it's a night trip. Into bed you hop with this command. All aboard for Candyland. I'll stop it right there. That was great. And you know, it's funny. I got the, I just Googled the lyrics, like you said, and that those last two lines that you delivered, they didn't follow the script I was looking at. So at that point, I jumped ship. What was it? And dream away on the good well, ship? I'm kind of lost where that That's is That's right. Now. Thank you for being a good sport. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've asked you to do things you, you know, with that interview. You know, I'm sure you still have nightmares about that. Remember? Now, speaking <laughs> of the WWW, if yes. people go to our website, mm-hmm. now you got to click on past guests. I don't know why, but the things put you in the category of past guests now mm, already but i'm already past it's the picture you sent me that <laughs> oh. we put on our website mm-hmm. uh that's not a recent picture <laughs> so if people go to wili.com and uh-huh. on the left hand side you go to wayne's guest and then it's click on the past guest link there you are <laughs> playing a piano i need context oh. what's the story behind that picture oh my goodness i just i remember it as clear as yesterday that was <laughs> my first piano recital 
It was the day that my mom decided to put a braid on the side of my head and then hitch it up onto the top. So I felt like my skin was going to be uh, coming off. And I was playing Winter Wonderland. I can still play that same version one. It was uh, really easy. That was that version of that, and I, I've graduated to other versions since then, but that's that's the picture, and I was actually playing on a grand piano, and I think it was at Oak Creek, Wisconsin High School, because my piano teacher, who's also, whose name also was Ruth, was, doing, was giving the recital. That was my first recital. Did I, you get nervous playing those recitals? Yeah, you know, I, I, I still get sick to my stomach when I am performing. I, and when I do a, a recital with like 20 students, when I used to have 20, 25 or more, I would be, I would be nervous through the whole thing because I'd be worried about how they were going to be doing and what their experience was like. And it's kind of stressful. And so performing is different than like if we sang on the Good Ship Lollipop, that's like a lot less stress. Well, because I have a personal version of that story yeah that, yes little wayno in hollywood california took piano lessons Yay. they brought this woman came over to our house in hollywood mm -hmm. and you know i had those basic primer books and stuff and mm -hmm. to be honest some of them i can still play it was okay. pretty simple it was kind of like the winter wonderland thing you did it wasn't complex it was two hands but it was uh, it, it taught you the basics of you know the octaves and things like that mm -hmm. and then about every six months or so yep. we would cart off to her place mm -hmm. in Los Angeles and we'd have a recital. She had this big den and there would be people there, there'd oh, be yeah. parents there, there'd mm -hmm. be kids there and little Wayno had to like play what he learned from the teacher. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember it ever going horribly bad, but I'll tell you what, when you're like eight or nine years old and you got to play yeah. in front of an audience like that, that was spooky stuff. It is, it is. And I think, so I think that music gives us a lot of opportunities to have Thing, lessons to learn for life. So not only discipline, the disciplines of practicing, but also, you know, eventually we all will end up speaking to people, will be, whether it's to thousands or even to a small group. And I think, you know, performing and also doing those kinds of things with a keyboard, it's it's like a good point of entry for, for other life skill type of things. So I, I have had... Even some of my recitals are on my YouTube channel, and Charter has, when they used to, they showed up with all of their equipment, and they did a really great job with a couple of my recitals. I, I haven't done a recital in a while, but that's all right. <laughs> now, uh, uh, you got the book there. I don't have it anymore. Mm -hmm. I, I, I saw one Beatles song. I saw Hard Day's Night. You apparently can play every song in that book. Oh, well, I, could, I could play them all. And the other one that I was actually dabbling at when you were setting up your keyboard here before 7.30 this morning was All My Lovin'. Is that in the book? Oh. I'd like to get your version of that because my version was pretty primitive and I don't get a chance to tinker on the keyboard very why often. So. Why don't you take a chance now and then let me hear your version. Well, you got to talk while I come over All there. All right, Hold I'm going to... So Wayne is on his way over to the piano. He's going to he's gonna play my piano. Guys, this man is so multi-talented. All right, now look, this All is right. not designed to be, you know, uh, <laughs> recording studio stuff here. Okay. 
something like that. All right, I'm done. Oh, that's it. Oh, I just started the recorder. Too bad. Oh, well. Now, one thing I like about that song Mm -hmm. is that playing the three note chords, you know, Mm -hmm. A, D minor, Mm -hmm. G, F, and all that, Mm -hmm. as you change chords in that progression in that song, almost every chord shares two notes with the one before it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That might, be, that might not be that uncommon in music, but I always was intrigued by that. But this actually comes back to my early days of playing the keyboard. That yeah, I had to learn all that stuff and from the piano teacher whose name I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But then came Beatlemania, and now I wanted to be able to learn how to play that stuff on the keyboard. I was never a guy that was big into reading music. I would I would always try to take the lazy way out. Mm-hmm. So the Beatles stuff, <laughs> I knew the music. I could pick out the melody with my right hand, but now I got Beatles music books, and they'd have the guitar chords, which your book does have, by, yep, the, by the way. Yep, it does. Mm-hmm. And I would learn how to play all those chords, and they got some incredible chords the Beatles had, which is one thing that made them special, the diminished chords and the minor seventh and the major ninths and stuff like that. And I would learn how to play those with my left hand, and I could pick out the medley, I could figure out what the chord was with my left hand, and that's, among other songs, that's the one I remember, but that's how I learned the Beatles catalog. I did have a book, but again, I didn't have to read music. I could pick out the melody, which I knew, and I could play the chord with my left hand, and that's my Beatles story. That's uh, And you're sticking to it, right? <laughs> that's all I got. Well, let's talk about chords. Let me play a little piece here. that right yellow submarine yeah Yeah. and so basically that is two simple chords it's just two chords c and g yeah for in this key it's uh g and d okay everything in my world is in the key of c oh okay so if you were in the key of c you would be so one four it would be it'd be c and f it would be c and f CNF. Okay. So that's fine. Mm-hmm. And it, so if I was teaching that to somebody, like I, what I love teaching mm-hmm. is taking just simple chords like that and then unpacking it with layers upon layers. So for a beginner, all you need is two notes. We all live in a yellow submarine. Da 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 da. And all you do is. You don't need da 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 da. It's yellow submarine, yellow submarine. <laughs> it is. That's, that's true. And so if you, for example, if you have a limb difference and you only have two fingers on one hand, you can still play a yellow submarine. A limb, a limb difference. I've right. Not, that's what it's I've called. never heard that phrase before. That's what it's called. You know, when you don't have all 10 digits. Right. So for people and I've taught people who have some challenges. And so, you know, we make this we make music. I make music accessible. All you need is one note here and one note here. If you have the ability to play two notes, you can do this. We all live in a yellow submarine. So it's I'm playing two notes, F and C and then C and G with my left hand. If I want to get a little fancy, I can play a chord, your F, A, C and C-E-G. And of course we have 88 keys to choose from. So key of C means no black notes. Makes it way easier, right? So that's that's a happy thing because then 
people feel like they can play something. I usually ask people if I teach them, what are your musical goals? Do you have things you want to do? Oh, well, I want to play worship songs or I want to play Beatles. My favorite song, <laughs> I, yeah, the Beatles. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We can do... Um, Lean on me. Yep. Yeah. I got to get the right quote. Are you, are you Paul or Art? <laughs> right, what do you think is the hardest thing you've had to learn or learn to play? Is there something that really oh. was a challenge for you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, there are quite a few things. I am not a 20th century-ish kind of person as far as playing things. I've I've played Rhapsody in Blue. That was That was pretty tough. But another thing that has been challenging, because I think... I don't want to ever rest on my laurels. I want to learn new things. So before COVID, I had an opportunity to travel to Armenia for the Musical Armenia Project. And my teacher... We had you on the air talking about that. You did. Uh, like two days after I got back, I was still like jet lagged. But I still had a brain cell, I think. You were too excited because I went to Armenia and no one had ever gone there. And you had never had anyone on the show from there. So... My teacher, her name was Svetlana, and she, her method of teaching totally undid everything I ever learned. Because there are more than, there's more than one way to, to play things. And so I really struggled for the three weeks. Like I had three piano lessons every week, and I could learn any instrument I wanted. That was very challenging because it was the approach, it was the technique, it was the way that you you move your hands, it was the way you move your arms, it's the way you count. And so I was playing some traditional Armenian songs. That was that was very challenging. Even though if you looked at the music visually, it looks easy. But to produce it the way that she was asking me to, it was it was a challenge. You know, you talked about twentieth century music. I was thinking to myself, okay, does that mean that you would learn or like to play things like Morning Has Broken? Oh. Kind she of didn't know I was going to ask that question. She just banged into that stuff when I brought up the name of the song, out. Morning is Broken, a Christian hymn first published in 1931, has words in English by author Eleanor Farjan, and was inspired by the village of Arthurston in oh. East Sussex, then set to a traditional Scottish Gaelic tune, Bunasan. It's often sung in children's services and in funeral services. And, of course, Cat Stevens Cat. had the yeah. 1971 version of it from Teaser and the Firecat. Ruth Hartunian Allenbaugh joins me in studio this morning with her 
Yamaha keyboard today, telling stories about the keyboard and playing songs as well. Do you have an all-time favorite? Maybe it's one you already played this morning, but of all the songs you've got, over thousands, I'm thinking about maybe is there one that just floats your boat? Wouldn't that be hard? It's like picking your favorite kid. I know, but look at I learned this while I was listening to the commercial. trust <laughs> okay right. we're, we we're talking during the break about maybe playing a little bit of name that tune and sure. so far i'm over one on that one that's all right. so that was we kind can, of fun i don't know i can't I, I have a hard time i i have a hard time picking one i just have so many that i really like but i could could i tell you about my though we need a little christmas project could i do that even though it's not christmas anymore Sure. So a few years ago, I had COVID during Christmas, like everybody else in the world probably, and I totally missed the whole celebration, which I love Christmas. And so my friend also, my friend Kathleen Thompson, she also was sick, and neither of us could meet with our families or do anything. My husband and I sat out on the porch. Our son came to visit us from Providence, stood on the front lawn, and expressed his wishes, and then left. It was really sad. So our way of redeeming what we felt was lost was to do what was called the we need a little christmas project and so from i think it's from hello dolly you know the song um for we need a little christmas right this very minute that we one of my mom's all-time favorite christmas songs oh probably. really yeah, you scored on that one yeah call out the holly yeah so we decided to use the chorus part which is the we need a little christmas part and make a mashup every single month of the year from January through December that was month specific for a holiday and we would do our own musical arrangement and she would do the singing so like for January we did a mashup of in the bleak midwinter with we need a little Christmas in July we did a whole bunch of patriotic songs with we need a little Christmas in February we did from guys and dolls don't uh don't, oh, no, it wasn't Guys and Dolls. Don't Sit on a, Under the Apple Tree with Anyone Else But Me. That was February with We Need a Little Christmas. Danny Boy was March with We Need a Little Christmas. So it, it, that was our way of, in a sense, rede redeeming what we felt was lost. And that was a lot of fun to do. And it offered us an opportunity to express our creativity. And I think we are all, I think as people who are humans, we are created to be creative and so if we don't have an outlet i feel like in some ways we we really get gypped out of enjoying life and so anyway that's the we need a little christmas project you can see some of the the clips of that does um, the project continue to this day we, we we did it for one year so we have 12 installments and, and that's it and as far as i wanted to give a shout out because i know lynn is out there listening she made a very nice comment this is the same Lynn that sings at the Wyndham Theater Guild and stuff like that. And I believe she did Into the Woods. I got to play for that musical and very talented. Same lady. same Lynn that used to do news here on WILI. I know. Why is morning. she not here anymore? Well, now she teaches our young. She's having much bigger impact on the planet than she had when she worked with me here at WILI in the morning and doing a wonderful job yes. with those kids as well. So thank you, Lynn. So let's see here. Peter, Paula, Mary. Oh, I, I heard somebody was requesting something, Bob Dylan, actually, right? 
So for that person out there who's requesting Bob Dylan, if if you were here in the room with me, I would assume that you'd want to sing it, and so that would be just fine. I would then ask you what key. I wouldn't ask you. I'd say, well, are you a high voice? Are you... Or are you a little lower? Or are you even lower? You know, it, it. one of the things that music therapists should be able to do is to play things so that people can sing, right? Making music accessible. So if it's way too high for you, I should be able to bring it lower. On this keyboard, it has a little button that I call, it's a cheat. It's, it's, it, it, it lets me transpose. It lets me change the key just by pressing one little button. But I think it's a waste of all that music theory stuff that I went through in college. So I feel like I need to challenge myself. And that blowing in the wind is like three chords, maybe four. And the uh, Dylan request was from a person who'd like me to use his name, but I won't. However, he does co-host a program here on Fridays from 5.05 until 6 o'clock or so called Let's Talk About It. You host a program at 5.05 on mm-hmm. Mondays. You've yes. got the show coming up tonight. Mm-hmm. You've been over, doing this over a year now. What's the concept of ravings and cravings? Uh, well, the concept of ravings and cravings is to showcase the amazing people who serve us in the community who serve us food, usually. Anything that's food related, restaurant, business, anything like that. And to, I I feel like it exists to broaden our horizons because I think we, we, we end up being people who are just stuck and we do the same things, go to the same places all the time. And we all have our favorites, you know. Don't even ask me what my restaurant favorite is. I can just see that. It's just coming. I'm not even going to. I already asked what your favorite song was, and that didn't work. I totally dodged (laughs) that bullet. But it is is to showcase what we have here in the community and beyond. And, And tonight's program will be the bilingual one. So uh, once a month on the third Monday, usually the third Monday, I will be doing, I do a bilingual. So it's both in Spanish and in English. So Denise Torres does that with me because I feel like it's a, a, it's a fair representation of my community. Now, if I could get some of the Chinese restaurants on board and any other ethnic things, I would be happy to welcome them here. But it's an open door. And, and that's basically the reason why it's here. Well, if it's about people that provide food services around here. Mm-hmm. Why was I a guest on the show a couple months ago? So you were a guest because I thought the angle was... For, I, I eat food. <clears throat> yeah, well, everyone does, but I had a couple things in mind. First of all, everybody loves you, and everybody likes to get... I think for people who listen to this show, they 
like to know more about you. And so I thought it would be interesting for a guy who travels a lot, like what do you eat on the road? What do you eat at home? How does this affect your health? How does it make you the person who you are? I thought it was an interesting thing. And we did it from your dining room. Yes, we did. And then we mm. ate, I think, some food oh, yeah. after. Yeah, there was a couple things you some, provided uh, that day. Armenian yeah. food, yeah. So yeah. We, were, we were sitting here talking about what other songs Ruth can play this morning. And I, out of her songbook, this was not off the top of my head, but I came up with a couple of them, including the Adams Family theme. Oh. That's all you got to do is just play the first few notes. Like, that's that's the power of music. These kind of little jingly things, they stick in our mind, right? And then, a little bit more of a challenge, perhaps. I thought, this is a great song. I'm assuming you know how to play it, and I don't know if you need the music book in front of you or I not. Might need a mu- I might need the music. You know where I'm going. God Bless the Child, the Billie Holiday Yeah, song. I need to see the music for that one. Let me take a no, look. No, I have the you book. pull it? Yeah. Yeah, do you want me to find it for you here? Let's sure, see here. sure. We can Let's just see. Pass. Go to the index in the beginning here under G. God bless I didn't the realize child. I still had the book. Why did you pick that song, I wonder? Because I like it. All right. That's fair. Fair enough. Of course, I can't find it now. Well, I'll find it if you want, and then there, you can the book. keep talking. There's the book. Keep, keep talking. talking. I wouldn't know what to do with it if I talk on the radio. But, <laughs> yeah, Ruth will be on the air at 5.05 tonight with the Ravings and Cravings program, which I guess has been going on now for about a year and a half. Yeah, almost a year and a half now. Well, oh, you, all right. You found that right away. How did you do that? I couldn't find it. <laughs> I just used the table of all contents. Right. All right. So I'm not sure if I know this song very well, but let me give it a try. And then you can tell me if I did it okay. All right. So I'm going to play it from the fake book. For those of you who are musicians out there, I'm going to give you the details. It says it's in the key of E flat. And it says to play slowly and with feeling. And words and music by Arthur Herzog Jr. Do you know who that is? No, but I mean, I thought that was a Billy Holiday song. Billy Holiday, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, well, let me give this a try. Let's see how it goes.
I'm glad I selected that. I am and glad And I'm glad too. you played it and you nailed it. That Thank was really you. good. Great. Ruth, awesome. this is fun. Thanks for bringing your Yamaha keyboard in this morning My and pleasure. telling stories about the keyboard and better yet, playing things off that keyboard and singing too. Thank you. Good to see you. We're here in the air at 5.05 tonight with Ravings and Cravings. Ruth Hartunian Allenbaugh on 14 WILI Willimantic 95.3 FM.